0: Hi everyone, my name is Kaylee Frost, Head of Clinical Support at Health Assured. I'm joined today by Saj, one of our lead counsellors. How are you, Saj? I'm good.
1: How are you? You all right? Yeah,
0: fantastic. Thank you. Back, back. again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't stay away.
0: I love that you come forward for this every time. I feel like it should be peace of mind with Saj and Kaylee.
1: I think it should, you know. You
0: could be co-host. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about anxiety today. Now we yeah. could talk about this for hours, days, weeks. It could become a series in itself. Yeah but we're going to talk about it quite high level. um, And we're going to talk about what it is, how it exhibits itself in people and some top tips on combating that and where to go for support if that doesn't doesn't help in the moment. So I would gladly talk about every form of anxiety and I don't even know how many forms of anxiety there are, but let's firstly start with what is anxiety? you take it away
1: yeah i think anxiety is a big subject because on the helpline i think almost every call most calls that i take in, to some form or extent they mention anxiety yeah yeah yeah. and anxiety is uh is, is your body and your brain that's kind of helping you to deal with any form of stress any form of yeah. fear any form of threat okay and when you are anxious then what happens is is that you know uh, your brain responds with a fight or flight mode yeah okay and then it's there to kind of help you to deal with any kind of danger any kind of threat and it's there to help you kind of deal with what with what's going on at the moment yeah okay so
0: it's a good thing to have yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and that's a really good point because anxiety if you have it every now and then it's okay you got a job into you you're a bit anxious it's gonna get you to get the best out of yourself and research you're driving too fast that anxiety, that fight-or-flight will kick in, gets you to anger, you better put your brakes on, you better mm-hmm. calm down, something's going to happen. Yeah. So that anxiety, having that is a positive thing that helps you to kind of deal with what's going on. Yeah. It's only when the anxiety is constant, yeah. turned turns into worry then it's imminent it turns into fear
0: yeah and that's so like after the event yeah or after the thing that you were anxious about and yeah. it still hasn't gone away
1: and then that fear then turns into if that if you if you don't control it it turns into panic that's yeah. where the panic disorders and panic attack can take place so i think the important thing with anxiety is one thing is being anxious so we're all anxious at times nothing wrong with being anxious and there's many different ways that you can deal with feeling anxious it's when you're worrying all the time. It's when you can't concentrate, you can't focus, you can't sleep, you can't make decisions. It's when you're on edge, it's when you feel quite low, you're feeling angry, you're feeling irritable. And it's where it's taking over your everyday life. That is when, when you look at the diagnosis of different anxieties, like general anxiety disorder, for example, what they look at is, is where you worry more times then you don't. You can't control that worry. And also, you think that something bad's going to happen. And also, other symptoms like feeling restless, body tension, uh, you know, feel irritable, feel angry. So these, if they're constant and if they happen regularly and and, and they're part of your everyday life, that is when you're most likely will be or are kind of, might be diagnosed with a mental health disorder.
0: I was going to ask about that. So you can... Be anxious and experience some form of anxiety from time to time yeah. but not have a disorder so you can so it is normal to have some anxiety and not need to be diagnosed absolutely
1: normal to be anxious yeah so you're going to do anything that's new you're doing something right you're going to do a speech before i came here yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) so so that is normal okay it's only when it becomes more than every now and then and especially when there is no fear especially when there is no danger especially when there is no threat because with the the fight or flight with anxiety is where there's perceived danger you think that something bad's going to happen. You think that if I get out of the house, what's going to happen? If I speak to people, what are they thinking about me? Okay. Yeah. And a lot of that is fear. Okay. Yeah. And and you mentioned that, you know, there's so many uh, anxiety disorders. Mm-hmm. But one thing that they all have in common is anxiety is a form of fear. Okay. So when there is fear of being judged, for example. Yeah social anxiety yeah. okay when there's a fear of open spaces agoraphobia yeah. when there's a fear of something bad might happen fear of the unknown general anxiety disorder yeah. when you think that you know something bad's gonna happen and need to avoid it and if you're panicky panic disorder yeah. okay so they all have that element of fear uh, yeah. and so, so so the question then is is as we're going to show is how to try to address that and how to manage
0: yeah. it yeah perfect I think just before we kind of go into top tips because I think that's what's really important I think anyone that's listening right now will have or is feeling at some point anxious or it has been like chronic for some people at times I think what so when you say you know there's like fear that's what kind of triggers it what could be a triggering situation for someone that has generalized anxiety disorder like what what is there? What is the context to that? How would that kind of lead to GAD, for example?
1: Yeah. So it could be someone, for example, it might be to do with work. Yeah. You know, they might be thinking about work all the time or you might be in a relationship. It will get to the level of generalised anxiety disorder yeah. when they are thinking about it all the time. They yeah. can't stop thinking about it. They can't control it. It's affecting the sleep, it affects, it's affecting the eating, it's yeah. affecting the social life, it's affecting their personal life, it's affecting uh, them making decisions, it's affecting them having you know a happy, healthy, safe life. Yeah. Because what, what happens then is that anxiety just takes over. And it takes over from them being present in the moment yeah. it, it, it takes over in terms of the quality of the work yeah. it it takes over in terms of anxiety in the relationship okay yeah. and that's where there's could be again fear fear of neglect fear of being rejected fear of isolation so again if someone is feeling anxious you know because sometimes you might not show have i got anxiety yeah you know it's, it's hard to tell so then it's about saying you know asking yourself the question you know uh, am i able to sleep regularly for five, six hours? Or am I having uh, broken sleep for months and months and months? Am I able to focus and concentrate or does my mind always kind of go here and there and everywhere? Am I always angry? Am I irritable? Am I snappy? Am I moody? Am I someone who can't have a conversation? I'm there, but I'm feeling anxious, you know, I'm there physically but mentally I'm elsewhere yeah. do I feel judged when I'm out on about do I find it hard to talk in a group or in a class or whatever yeah. uh, you know and do I always feel as if I feel tense and do I feel as if uh, I can't kind of all speak my mind okay and, and do I feel I'm kind of passive so when you've got these things and if you feel that also my self-care, I'm not getting out of the house, I'm not walking, I'm not brushing my teeth, I'm not really doing things that I would normally do, I'm not having fun, I'm just kind of... So these are signs that I am feeling anxious and then what do you do, you know, you can, you first of all, I always say is, you know, speak to your doctors. Speak to your doctor, get an appointment done and then what the doctor will do, they'll kind of spot the signs, the symptoms that you might have some form of anxiety. You know, or they'll kind of refer you to a specialist, yeah. and then what they'll do, you're like, I oh, have to go medication, or they'll signpost you for some kind of talking therapy. But that's one level of it. But there's many, many different things yeah. that can be done. Okay, and I think the important thing with anxiety is because when I talk about it on a regular basis, is that majority of the time you can manage anxiety you can overcome anxiety you can you know you can deal with anxiety with you know uh self-care and other cop methods it's only if it's chronic anxiety if it's uh where it might be ptsd or where it might be a, an anxiety disorder that you've had for many many years yeah. which you might need more specialist support yes okay. yeah.
0: yeah so so let's touch on the what you can do to to look after yourself um so say you've been experiencing it I guess this is a call that you've had hundreds of times over and over again. I'm calling you, Saj. Um, really struggling. Um, I'm constantly worried about work. I don't think, um, every, you know, my relationship's going well. I'm struggling to sleep at night. Um, my self care has gone out the window. In fact, I don't even know what self care is. Um, I need some top tips for in the moment because I feel. I'm not, I'm not talking in a real-life situation here, but um, I feel incredibly overwhelmed. I am almost frozen with fear. I don't know what to do. I'm struggling to get out of bed in the morning and quite, you know, sporadic feelings of panic and, you know, and and, and feeling overwhelmed are holding me to the spot. What can I do in the moment? What is the first kind of practical things to try, some mechanisms that you would recommend? No,
1: no. And, and what you said there, I think a lot of people will have that. You know, yeah. People that are... Listening to this, that yeah. are watching this, will have this. I think the first thing you can separate you up into two kind of two or three different categories. First of all, is kind of changing the way you think, changing that mindset. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, no matter what anxiety disorder you have or what symptoms you have, a lot of it will be it's about changing. You know, uh, training your brain to think in a different way because there's going to be a lot of worry there. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I always start off with, and I think it's a good idea, is always saying to people is that whenever you're worried or anxious and you're having these symptoms, ask yourself, the thing that I'm worried about or stressed about or anxious about, one, is it in my control? Yeah. Okay. And two, can I do something about it? Because as soon as you start to focus on things that you can't do anything about, what happens is the outcome doesn't change, but it makes you anxious all the time. So if you are focusing on You know other people you can't control them if you focus on some rules and regulations that work that you can't change if if you're focusing on some laws that you don't like but they're not going to change if you're focusing on about what's happening in other parts of the world okay if you're focusing on what's already happened or what might happen next week next month these things are in your control so at that time the important thing to say to yourself is right i can't do nothing about this at the moment I'll yeah. come back to it if circumstances change. But for now, let me only focus on those things that are, that are in my control. Yes. Okay. So if it's in your control, and now this technique is called managing my worries. Yeah. It's also the worry tree. Yeah. Okay. So you can Google that YouTube. it you know, and, 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 it's, and try doing this, I would say to people who are struggling with the worries and anxieties, do it every day for about 10, 15 minutes do it for a week. If it's in your control, you write down the possible practical solutions to that worry okay Mm -hmm. then what's the most practical and then you break it down in what steps am I going to take to carry that solution out step one step two step three then you do it and review it okay just by making that distinction so maybe even write down things that you're worried about and put them into two categories things which I could do something about things which I can't and the things that you can't do anything about, just cross it out, cross it out. Yeah. So then you know I'm only focusing on things in my control. Yeah. So things which are in my control can be self-compassion, being kind to myself. Yeah. And we talked about it in one of the previous podcasts. That, you know, yeah. It's about <laughs> having positive affirmations, yeah. saying positive things about yourself. Yeah. I can, I can, I have, I shall. Reminding yourself of your strengths, your achievements. Focus on what you can do, yeah. not what you can't. Focus on the solution. Focus on... Uh, you know what am I learning about myself in this experience yeah. okay and also when we're talking about the mindset the other thing is when you're feeling anxious something called negative automatic thoughts okay okay so this is where basically you're anxious so what happens is you're worried about something that worry then grows into that anxious thought it turns into that negative thought yeah. so that negative automatic thought can be things like uh you're catastrophizing you're blowing things out of proportion your mind reading what people are thinking yeah. you're personalizing everything you jump into conclusions you're attaching negative levels to yourself yeah, yeah uh, And then you're saying, what if this happens? Well, I should have done this. Then everything becomes negative. Everything becomes black and white. Everything becomes personal. And then before you know it, it turns into a mindset. And that then slowly takes over your confidence, your mood, your personality, your self-esteem. So these negative automatic thoughts, if you can't, if you don't challenge them, if you allow them to exist, then always going to be always going to be anxious.
0: Yes. Okay. And you know what? Just to kind of cut in there, I feel something very, very similar. So what I started doing about four weeks ago, yeah. and I am some, so I will. I'm a huge advocate of all the mechanisms and techniques that you guys as counsellors put out. But you know, when you try and test them yourself, not everything works for you. What I started doing after years of going, oh, it's not me, was journaling, but. I think I started doing it in the wrong way. I would write down all my thoughts and feelings because I thought, oh, it's a good thing to look back on and see how my mood changed throughout the week. And actually, when I came to look at it, it was all negative. It was, everything was so negative, like... So I'm on a health kick at the moment. Didn't stick to my calories. Didn't get to the gym. It was what I didn't do and all the bad things that I was feeling. And then on the Sunday, when I came to review the whole week, I was like, there has been a few good things this week, but why haven't I written everything down? But I would just default to these negative automatic thoughts. Um, So I've switched it around and I don't allow any space for the negative thoughts of that day. I have allowed space in my journal for five things that made me happy or that brightened my mood, even if I wasn't elated and overjoyed by the end of the day and it wasn't the best day in the world, little things like, so I don't have sugar in my tea anymore, but treating myself to two sugars in a tea, that was a highlight, you know, just really (laughs) focusing, not allowing myself to write down the negative thoughts because I was just reading back two weeks worth and I was like, oh my God, the most negative person in the world here, like nothing's gone right. But actually I know I've had some really good times. So it was almost forcing myself to, to, Ignore the negative thoughts no, and right. I had to train myself to do it yeah. that way because it was the best way for me yeah. to just focus on the positive thing. Even if there was 15 negative things that day, I still chose the five good things to write down. No, start eliminating good. those so I yeah think, i think yeah. this N A T, you know it, it, is, it is a thing it is real
1: yeah. and i think everyone will find their own way of dealing with yeah. it and what you said there i think is spot on because you then we'll find out what works and what doesn't work because with n- these negative thoughts uh, it's also kind of saying to myself is you know what am i responding to what am i reacting to Because sometimes yeah. it's just an opinion i'm this i'm that yeah. you know sometimes it's an emotion yeah you know, okay but is it a fact a nine out of ten it's not going to be a fact that's our anxiety yeah. kind of talking yeah. so if it is a fact then you challenge it then yeah. you ch- first there's a technique called the stop technique I'm sure people are familiar again you uh-huh. can google it YouTube it, st or double P so you kind of set yourself stop take a breath observe what am I responding and reacting to yeah. okay pull back okay now ask yourself look at the bigger picture take the have a copy view. you, you yeah. know and then ask yourself you know what's the evidence that supports that I am overweight or people don't like me that I'm not good enough okay yeah. what would I say to a friend etc and then you know a perspective is you know what's the best thing for me to do now okay uh, so that's a stop technique and I think that's something simple that anyone can use and this also a CB's technique of challenging anxious negative thoughts was you know similar to the stop technique but it's about when the anxious or negative thoughts kick in it's about saying okay number one what is the evidence that supports that negative thought mm-hmm. what's the evidence that I'm not good enough what's the evidence yeah. that, that you know people don't like me what's everything what's the evidence that everything goes wrong what's the evidence that I'm a failure yeah. what's the evidence that you know it's all doom and gloom okay and I
0: bet when you ask people that like you yourself when you're asking people it's all well I- I reckon. I suspect someone is you, that set people set being set, you know, second-guessing, trying to mind-read yeah, other yeah. people. There's no actual factual. And that's it. And evidence, then yeah. the
1: second question then is, what's the evidence that contradicts that negative thought? Yeah. And a lot of the times, there's loads, You yeah, know, there's strength, yeah. there's achievements, there's your your characteristics. You know, your kind of work life, your your personal life. Mm. You know, uh, so many things that you can. And then the third point is, what's the alternative way of thinking? The alternative way of thinking is, I am capable. I am competent. I am good enough. I have got skills. I do like myself. I do like things about myself. I have achieved so many things in my life. I'm actually quite cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can come to that conclusion. And the last it's point. So you that oh, <laughs> yeah, all the time, yeah, yeah. And the last point is, what would I say to a friend? Yes. And that is, I think, is massive because it's easy to advise others. Okay, so if you said to your friend, if your friend came up to you and said, "I'm oh, not good enough," you're gonna say to your friend, you know, what you like about them. You know, about their qualities, about their strengths. Mm -hmm. And then you advise that to yourself. So that's one technique. So you've got the worry tree. You've got the stop technique. You've got managing my worries. But going back to your point about someone says I've got no self-care. Okay. So, and and that's massive. So this is where, you know, a self-care plan, which you can, again, you can Google and whatever. Just... It, you can divide your self-care into different categories yeah. so you can have kind of physical self-care social personal you know uh, spiritual and the idea in your self-care plan is is to have a routine yeah. is to have a structure to do things that's going to help you to take care of your physical and mental health can be basics like you mentioned journaling yeah. having a gratitude diary it can be things like relaxation techniques breathing techniques meditation it can be walking it can be exercise it can be you know setting goals it can be in terms of uh writing down your negative thoughts okay Mm -hmm. but on the other column how do i turn that negative into a positive okay i rang my friend or my partner and she didn't answer the phone rang three times i think she's having an affair okay we get that all the time, okay? Yeah. So that's a negative thought. How do I turn that into a positive? Maybe she's busy. Maybe she's working. Maybe yeah. she's having a bath. Maybe she's, she, she, you know, it's on silent, yeah. okay? So turn that negative into a positive, okay? Yeah. And that's something, if we, these, when I say little things, if we do these, like, but these are quite massive.
0: yeah. And, but that's reg, like the frequency of it. You can't just do it or you can't expect to do something like that as a one-off and it cure all of your anxieties. I think it takes a lot of discipline and routine, like you say, to, to make sure you continue doing those. You need to put those mechanisms in place. You can't necessarily do, or it might not work for you to do the worry tree once and that... Has to be consistent. Has to, yeah, yeah, has to absolutely. be yeah. because...
1: I think sometimes what we want is we want to do something we want a quick fix
0: absolutely and yeah. I think
1: the important thing is what we should be working for is a lifestyle okay yes, yeah. if the lifestyle is consistent it's regular it's fun you enjoy it you put effort and you do it and it doesn't have to be massive there's little, little things on a regular basis then you'll see that your thoughts feelings and behaviors become positive positive. Yes. and then what happens it turns into an emotional toolkit Yeah. and it helps you to deal with the challenges being thrown at you now when we look at anxiety also we talked about the relaxation techniques I just wanted to kind of mention those because when you are feeling anxious you're feeling panicky or you're having an yeah. anxiety attack or a panic attack yeah. then I think sometimes relaxation techniques in the moment are quite crucial yeah. Yeah. sometimes it can be square breathing just yeah. breathing for four hold it for four breathe out for four and hold it for four keep and doing it nice and slowly yeah. sometimes it can be you know breathing for five and then just hold it for two and then just you know so they keep You're on doing focusing that. on the count yeah, yeah yeah so you can right. change it as well and sometimes it's 7-11 breathing yeah where, yeah. where you kind of you know good lung capacity for that it. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so you breathe into your nose for seven and take a big breath out of your mouth for 11. yeah as long as that second breath is longer than the first one yeah if you can't do 11 that's okay then what that will release that stress and anxiety quite quickly yeah. and a lot of the things times you you know with one of the symptoms of uh anxiety is feeling muscle tension you feel yeah. tension in your body so progressive muscle relaxation is really cool for that you know you just what is that so that is where you tense each part of your body
0: yeah
1: for five to ten seconds whilst you're doing that you focus on your breathing yeah. you visualize a happy place and you kind of so for example uh you start with your hand cringe into a fist really tight for 10 seconds whilst you're doing that focus on your breathing yeah okay and then whilst you're doing that visualize happiness and a safe place and then you let it go okay
0: and that's something you could just do anywhere, anywhere. you only, don't have to take yeah. yourself off to a quiet That's dark room it. or something like and that and most of
1: these techniques you don't need you don't need to book a whole day out from work to do it you yeah. can do it whilst at work you know you can do it whilst you're watching tv you can do it whilst you're shopping okay yeah, so yeah. a lot of different things so then you go to the whole body and what that does is and in cbt in uh, cognitive behaviour therapy they mention this in every kind of book or audio yeah. or whatever you listen to uh, so progressive muscle relaxation is important also if you're having a panic attack now, you know, a, a panic attack can either come out the blue. Everything's cool, and then all of a sudden, you have a panic attack. I have it when I watch Man United. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that happens quite a lot. Yeah, uh, but other than that, I think um, it can it can also be sometimes like a build up. An anxiety attack can be you know you've got the anxious thought, turn into a negative thought. It builds yeah. up, builds up, builds up. Gets out of control, turns into an anxiety attack. So at that time. You can do a grounding technique, okay. which I think every time I come, I mention this one. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so the five, four, three, two, one grounding technique here is really cool, yes. and I think you know. So that way, you're you're noticing that you're feeling panicky. You're yeah. noticing that you you're about to or you're having a, a panic or an anxiety attack. So then, you know, you look around you. Five things you can see. Yeah. Describe them to yourself. Four things you can hear. Yeah. Three things you can touch. Yeah. Two things you can taste. One thing you can smell. And then you repeat it. And then you can shorten it as well depending on how you're feeling, because you might not be able to go five, just yeah. three red things, yeah. three blue things. So you're, you're getting your brain to distract you from what's causing the panic. And with a grounding technique, it's about coming back to here and now. Yeah. So forgetting about what's happened or what might happen, it's about what's in front of me, what yeah. can I see, you know, what can I smell, etc. So that I think is, is, is really easy to do, but it's about doing it regularly and consistently. okay and then what that will do that will help you to kind of release that stress and anxiety because if you look at it if you are doing relaxation techniques if you're doing the grounding techniques if you kind of focus on things in your control if you're managing your worry if you're challenging your negative thoughts if you've got good self-care we've already touched on these things that's quite a lot isn't it yeah that's quite a lot and that's just some of the things that you can do okay so that just goes to show You don't need to do massive things as long as you pick out some of these things or other things that you feel are gonna help me to release that stress and anxiety that's gonna help me to challenge those anxious negative thoughts it's gonna help me to focus on things in my control and it's gonna help me to take care of my physical and mental health then what will happen is is that your anxiety will reduce your stress will reduce your confidence will increase and you start feeling good about yourself and you'll function better yeah. And I think that's the idea, it's about functioning better, because anxiety can get to an extent where it turns into agoraphobia, you don't want to leave the house, yeah, yeah. it can turn into social anxiety where, you know, where you are, you feel you're being judged about what people think about you, you know, so then, you know, you don't want to, it's what you do. One of the big symptoms of anxiety is what well, avoidance, you avoid people, places, situations that might trigger that anxiety, so that time, so then, some people don't go out of the house, some people won't go into anywhere where there's a lot of people okay so again for this form of anxiety there is you know what we call a graded exposure okay yeah. and 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 i think i also mentioned this last time as well but i think here is quite you know important to mention is because if you are someone who's saying i, I don't like going out of the house i don't like you know going to crowded places i don't like to go you know where there's people who are kind of looking at me or people might judge me so you kind of you know avoid yeah. things so, so then it's about Having a fear ladder, okay, and I think I mentioned that last time. So fear ladder is quite important. It's your way of saying to yourself, "I'm going to slowly overcome this fear, okay. I'm going to slowly face my fears and, in- and insecurities." Because mm-hmm. when you are turned to avoidance, what happens is you get into your comfort zone.
0: Yeah,
1: you get into your comfort zone. You stay there. Everything's cool. But when the, when you're in your comfort zone, there's no development. No yeah, development, because yeah. it's not going to change. You're
0: not engaging your brain again. You're with isolating yourself. You're That's missing it. out. You're just missing out on life. Definitely. Yeah. So
1: then, when you get out of that comfort zone, it's a fear zone, and in the fear zone, it's quite scary. You're, you're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel on edge. You're going to feel kind of panicky. You're not going to like it. But the idea is, the more you get out of your comfort zone and face those fears and insecurities, get then those that fear zone won't be as fearful. Yeah. Okay. So then, what will happen is then you tend to. A learning zone. you learn how to deal with the fear you'll use the 7-eleven you'll use the square breathing you'll kind of do the five four three two one yeah. you'll basically do self-care you'll you'll kind of do a journal. you do all these things and the more you do them it'll allow you to face those fears and insecurities yeah. so for example if you don't leave your house you start from your back garden Go for a bit. Go to your front yeah. garden. Go to the front street. See how it feels. Write down how you feel before, during and after. Yeah. Mark your anxiety at of 10. Okay? And then use the relaxation ground techniques at the moment when you're doing that. Cross the street. Go around one block. Go around two blocks. Go to the park. Go to the corner shop. Go to the shopping centre. Go to public transport. And see how you find it. And if you are triggered, allow the emotions to come. Allow the emotions to come. And use the techniques that we touched on to yeah. kind of see what works for you. Okay? Because agoraphobia social anxiety you know uh, it's quite massive because people and and even with PTSD you know uh, which is a form of anxiety it it turned into avoidance and avoidance it kind of then it takes over your whole life then you don't because you have so much fear that you kind of then you 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 see avoidance as a coping method when it's really part of the problem yeah okay so so I think that's that that's kind of huge um but also, I think when it comes to um, managing anxiety, a lot of it is about resilience as well. Yes. And to be resilient, you know, you know, it's about adjusting, it's about bouncing yeah, you're back. Not
0: born. you're not born a resilient person. No, you're not, you? yeah. you're not.
1: And I think when it comes to resilience, I'm going to talk about the three Ps now. Yeah. Okay, okay. I love
0: your little analogies for things. Okay. okay, three Ps. Yeah.
1: So the first one is permanence. Yeah. So whatever you're going through, I said to yourself, it's not permanent. It's yeah. temporary. You've had a fallout with the missus or the relationship has come to an end. It's not permanent. Yeah. You've got a job, you don't like it, you've had an issue with the manager. It's not permanent. Yeah. Okay. You've got financial issues, you know, you know, but it's not permanent. It's not gonna last forever. So it's temporary. Yeah. So if you know it's temporary, you know there's a solution, you know you're gonna manage it, you know you're gonna overcome it. So again, focus on the solution, not the problem. Yeah. Okay. The second one is pervasiveness, okay. Big word for me. You know? I, I, is, I, I, wow. I, I don't usually use kind of big <laughs> words, but I think here it's about saying to yourself: is that don't let one bad thing affect everything. So, for example, and I always give this example: I'm rubbish at maths. I can't do maths in my life. If my son asks me for maths, I go go to your mom. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but that means I'm rubbish at maths. It doesn't mean I'm rubbish. Yeah. Okay, there's a big difference. Okay, you might something might have gone wrong at work something might have you might have an argument in the relationship or you might have let yourself down or so that just means you've that's something that's gone wrong that's one thing okay that's not you as a person that's not your entirety that doesn't mean you're rubbish it just means that you know something that you might not be good at and if it's a limitation you learn how to turn it into a strength okay and I think part of this but I'll come back to on this one is is the growth mindset which I'll kind of go into in a second but the third part is personalization yeah. okay the third P and that is don't make everything personal you know don't beat yourself up about things you know that have gone wrong it's about the growth mindset which I want to mention now which is whatever's gone wrong ask yourself you know how can I use that experience to learn from it what am I learning about myself and how can I use that experience to allow me to grow and develop as a person okay so that turns into what we call post-traumatic growth okay something bad's happened, something challenging's happened so what can I do to turn it around how can I get the best version of myself out there okay so focus on what I can do focus on the solution and focus on what the next steps need to be if you do that then what that will do is it'll make you resilient and if you're resilient, it will help you to have that growth mindset, but also manage the anxiety, okay? And if you are ex- if you are resilient, and if you've got the growth mindset, you've got the positive mindset, and you've got good self-care, and you've got the relaxation techniques, then guess what? You're going to manage that anxiety quite well. You're going to be in a position to deal with it, okay? So that doesn't mean that everything's going to be amazing. I mean, so the key term as well also, it's about, you know, progress, progress not perfection because if you can make progress so my sleep my anxiety my socializing my problem solving my focus my concentration what's the progress am I making as long as I'm making progress if I'm not making progress then let's address it as long as I'm making progress then it doesn't need to be perfect because nothing is perfect yeah. that progress is allows me to monitor that you know what things are going better things are improving I'm going in the right direction okay and if yeah. i can do that then again it goes back to the growth mindset that we talked about Cause with the growth mindset i mean sometimes people have when, when we have a lot of people on the call is about fixed mindset you know it is what it is i can't get any clever I, you know it's yeah. you know you know i'm a failure because i've got things wrong you know but the fixed mind the growth mindset Then teaches you that failure is an opportunity to learn you yeah. know you know the growth mindset kind of teaches you that you know uh you make a mistake you learn from a mistake it tells you that you can your, are uh, you can be as clever as you want to be okay as long as you put effort in okay yeah. and with the growth mindset it's about saying to yourself is is that you take feedback you you learn from other people's feedback it's not you know something that, that you should be ashamed of and also it's about saying to yourself is that I can achieve anything and everything that I want to achieve As long as my mindset and my thought process is right. Okay, and I put the effort in. You don't have to go to a Hume Grammar School. You don't have to be the richest person in the, you know. You can be a guy in a local town. You know, your parents might not be rich. You might not have that much money. But if you put effort in, you try hard, you be positive, you take care of yourself. You focus on things in your control. You challenge your negative thought. You kind of, be kind to yourself. Then guess what? You can be Prime Minister. Well, anyone can be nowadays but you know, yeah. you, can, <laughs> <laughs> you know you can you can you can you can get to the top wherever that top might be you can achieve it yeah. if your mental health is in a good place and if you focus on the thing that we touched on
0: very profound as always Sag, i feel i walk away from all of our concessions thinking oh, gosh there's about 10 million things that i need to do differently but i think the, the key kind of take takeaways from this uh, I mean, like I said, we could talk about anxiety until we're blue in the face, literally. And we would carry on and we'll talk about this um, for millions more episodes. But the key is to start making small, achievable tweaks to your lifestyle. If if though, you know, you feel perhaps it's quite far along the road and your anxiety is quite debilitating, then absolutely seek clinical support, medical support, get a second opinion if you're struggling with your doctor, things like that and, and do push for um, some official support. But if you feel that there's more you can do to build your emotional intelligence, emotional resilience, there's lots of things to start weaving into your day-to-day. In the same way, you, know, it, you can't solve things overnight. It's like going on a diet. You could crash diet for three months and see amazing results you go back to your life before and your habits before, you're going to go potentially back to how you were pre-crash diet. You It's all about making lifestyle enhances and yes. trying and testing different ways of doing that to make it a lifestyle, not having to just implement them at crisis no, you're right. point. Yeah,
1: no, you're absolutely right. And, and I think sometimes also understanding... Because we're talking about anxiety. Sometimes what I notice is when we when people talk about anxiety, that anxiety is just a symptom mm. of something a lot bigger. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes we can just focus our thing on anxiety when really that is a symptom of maybe grief. That might yes. be a symptom of depression. That might be a symptom of uh, PTSD. Yeah. That might be a symptom of something else. Because when you look at mental health disorders and you look at anxiety, you know, why or how do they come about? Sometimes it can be genetics, family. Sometimes it can be how you're brought up. Sometimes it can be what you've experienced. Yeah. You know, whether it's abuse or domestic violence or whatever. Sometimes it can be you know relationships. Sometimes it can be you know an environmental factors in what's happening in the world around you. Okay, so there could be many reasons, but I think the key points that you that you mentioned, that I think, is really good. Is from what we've talked about today, it's about saying to yourself is making a start. It's, a Absolutely, ma- it's making yeah. a start on if i'm not doing any of the things that we've that we've talked about today it's about right let's just start with the self-care plan the self-care plan is a really good way to start right let's just make sure that we focus on things in our control and we're doing one or two things from each category so for example we're eating healthy
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're having a shower we're taking care of personal hygiene we're writing things down i think when you mentioned earlier about uh, a a journal or diary I think one thing especially for the anxiety I think a gratitude diary can be yeah. really beneficial
0: I really wish I did something like that years ago when I didn't just yeah. you know, laugh it off or whatever That's it. and yeah, it's and, making and a huge difference in a
1: short space of time yeah and when I mention that in the call you can tell sometimes they go, oh, great. but when I explain yeah, it they yeah, think yeah. oh I wish I did that a long time ago yeah. and gratitude diary the way it can be done is just kind of one thing that you enjoy today yeah. one thing that you did really well with oh I'm really proud of myself uh, one thing that I learned about myself today you know something happened I you know responded in a certain way what am I learning about myself and one thing I could have done differently yeah. now if you can take away that on a regular basis what you're doing you're celebrating and continuing the things that are working but also things that are not working that's things that need to change because if we keep on doing what you do, you're always going to get what you've got. So I think it's about saying, right, if things aren't working, then I need to step back, take the helicopter view, okay, yeah. and say, right, hang on, what's going on here? Okay, am I being a bit aggressive here? Am I not listening to other people? Am I a bit controlling? Am I a bit narrow-minded? Am I, you know, a bit harsh on myself? Am I not taking care of myself? So, so what's going on here, okay? And then what do I need to do different? And if you can make, because when people come to counselling, you know, what is the one aim of counseling is one is to process it but two is to bring about change yes okay and and from the things we've talked about you know if you develop that self-care get that going do some relaxation techniques regularly write things down regularly uh, physical exercise walking regularly eat healthy regularly uh then if then what what should happen is is that that's one part of it. and the secondly if you change your thought process if you focus on things in your control if you challenge those anxious negative thoughts uh, if you turn those negatives into positives if you're writing, having a journal having a diary that will change your thinking as well yeah. And if by doing all that you feel that you still need more then that's where professional help comes in that's Absolutely. where you speak to a counselor yeah. therapist psychotherapist, therapist you know and then and then what that will do that will give you structured support and that structured support because sometimes if it is social anxiety you might need a lot more than you know just doing some of the things that you that we've talked about if it's PTSD you know if it's agoraphobia then you might do and also general anxiety if you've had it for a while then you might need that and getting structured support and I think it's important to always mention this is that you know if you've got heart problems mm-hmm. or a rib problem you're not gonna say well, I'll be all right I don't need what you're gonna do you're gonna go to a doctor or they'll you know you go to the hospital you go to any yeah. so if you've got anxiety you got stress you've got anxiety you're worrying you're overthinking you're getting angry you can't focus you know and it's taking over your life there is no harm there's no shame there is no taboo in getting professional help and there's no harm in speaking to a counselor very there?
0: well said no, very well said well Lots of food for thought for everyone that's listening there. I feel like I say that after all of our sessions as well. You give so much. Um, and I guess this is a, a really good point uh, time to to wrap this up, even though we could do about 25 more episodes going into depth and I would love to do that. Um, I think if for anyone that is listening, if you do have any immediate concerns about you or someone else then absolutely seek professional support just get some guidance um but hopefully there's something that that you've been able to take away from from this um episode today with sad she's a, a guru with anxiety support so thank you so much for just i guess that's just a snippet of all your kind of expertise there um
1: no, you're right. Thank I think I, I think there's so much you can talk about, but yeah. I think the important thing is, is this is just a test, isn't it? This Absolutely. is just to say that if by listening to this it can motivate and inspire you to say, right, I need to, you know, sort myself out. I there's no harm, there's no shame in me getting support. Yeah there's no, there's nothing with that introspection, right, what's going on here? What needs to change here? Yeah. Right. If you can do that, then jobs are good, isn't it? Well
0: said. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks so much, Saj. We'll wrap that up now. And it's been a pleasure as always.
1: Thank you very much.